Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We, uh... We're through it, everybody. Not really. I mean, mostly. We're. I think we're through the worst of it. Yeah, so long-time listeners will remember I got COVID last week. <laughs> Short-time listeners, uh, I got COVID. Uh, two weeks ago, Monday, was my positive diagnosis. Two weeks ago today was your waking up with a headache. Yes. So, Yeah. Let's see. What 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 do you what do you, what, is, what does everybody want to know? I think people are probably curious about the progression. Sure. So um, uh, you heard about a, a bit of it last week. You were still in the in the shit last week. I was. Yeah, it wasn't like your worst. No. I think your worst days were behind you, but like you were still really tired. Yeah, I would say tired and out of it, like yeah. sort of forgetting. I mean, not that I don't always forget anyway. 
like good at forgetting. That's the fun of always forgetting. When you have some sort of sickness that knocks you out, people just assume you're fine. <laughs> um, there we go. <sighs> Let me see if I can remember the week. Okay, yeah. So Monday and Tuesday, I was, you know, this is all quarantine in the room. Dory's dealing with uh, Henry writing a book and writing a magazine article. And podcasting. And podcasting. All all, all at the same time. She pulled a me, but with additionally taking care of Henry the whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So first of all, let's just, let's all say thank you to Dory for making my life possible. And Henry's life. And Bo's life, sort of. You're welcome. Bo really is, he was like. He was a fair weather friend. He was not having it. (laughs) Of all the, I mean, look, he would, the only time he would come see me was at like 1130 at night after you had gone to bed and he wanted to go out. Mm. Then I'd hear him bump up against the door. Mm -hmm. And that's on the nights that he wasn't sleeping with me. I can't imagine there were many nights that he wasn't sleeping with you. Well, towards the end, he stopped sleeping with me. He was like very comfortable on the couch in the office. Yeah. I think he was just confused. Yeah, probably. Um, he was like, eh, whatever. It's not about our dog and how our <laughs> dog was dealing with our sickness, my sickness. Um, so, okay. So the majority of the COVID symptoms, I would say the thing you're all going to have to look out for if you get it is the fatigue which is real <laughs> like i was tired for no reason and hungry but not just tired like not just like oh i need to take a nap it was like you were fatigued yes like walking from your office to the house yes. which is 10 yards not even uh, yeah I it's very know. close it is really close you were like exhausted doing that. yes it was exhausting. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, I guess, right? You're not getting enough oxygen or whatever, but your body's also fighting off the infection. And like, I was, I was, the, the, I would say the most surprised, I was like expecting to lose like 10, 15 pounds if I got coronavirus. Because you lost smell and taste, but you were still hungry. I was ravenous, I would yeah. say. I was so hungry the whole time. Yeah. Has anyone said this? I haven't heard this. Someone asked me, because, you know, it was very kind. A lot of people sent us food, meals, groceries. Um, But I remember someone being like, wait, is Matt even hungry? And I was like, yes, he is hungry. Like, he can't smell or taste, but he's hungry. Yeah, and I can't smell. I couldn't smell or taste, but it didn't stop me from craving very specific things. That you then couldn't taste. Yeah, I mean, look. So I was a big, I would like to thank the good people at Dunkin'. You weren't getting done. That was how I knew you were awake. Every morning at like 6.30 in the morning because it was available and I would get a breakfast sandwich. Mm -hmm. Bagel, cheese, sausage, egg. And a, you know, French vanilla coffee black or something like that. Uh, I got a macchiato. No, not a macchiato. What do they call it? A Dunkachino. I got that once. That's the thing that was mostly full next to the closet. (laughs) Next to my chair. Um, and that was, yeah, I'd kick the morning off like that. And then it would be like lunchtime and I would have like twice I had a crazy craving for a chicken parm sandwich. Mm. That was when you saw me order from numero uno pizza. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I really, it's also by the way, harder to find around here than you'd think. 
Interesting. I, I, like a uh, like a chicken parm sandwich that looks just like a you know right like a classic like a chicken parm sub you get yeah, yeah, in yeah. Boston. Yep. Um. So that I would say, by the way, the numero uno chicken parm. They do it right. Hmm, good to know. Thumbs up. That's why they're numero uno. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the things I missed the most when I moved out here was uh, was Pizzeria Uno. Mm, sure, sure. You know, there was that one uh, in Alston, like on Com Ave. Mm-hmm. That yep. one. I missed that one the most, I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, besides fatigue, yes. what were your other Shortness symptoms? of breath. Yep. Uh... I didn't cough, really. No. And I didn't cough because I was controlling my breathing and I was not taking deep breaths. Because mm-hmm. if I if I went deep, mm-hmm. I would like hit the gurgle mm-hmm. of the lungs and then I would but start But maybe coughing. it was good. Maybe it's good to cough to like get the stuff out. I don't know. I'm, I'm here. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you also didn't have a fever and I, I almost had a fever yeah a couple times it hit like 99 something and then my blood oxygen was dipping to like 96 95 yeah and that was a little scary but i you know early in the pandemic i'd stocked up on a big bottle of tylenol rapid release gel caps yes which which i took every the two or three times that i yeah. felt like i was a fever was coming and i never yeah. i never had a fever actually break on me i never had yeah. a I never got the fever. You never got above like 99.1 or something? No, 99.6 was the highest I saw it. Um, And yeah, it was so, I mean, it was the weirdest thing about it was quarantining in in our home and being alone all the whole time. Yeah. We tried FaceTiming you once and... Again, it was because of my whole Apple ID mishaps. No, I know, but then like we tried voice calling and that like really upset Henry. Yeah. Henry did not like hearing my voice if he couldn't see me. Um, which I get. Yeah. I mean, you're all listening to it now. Really upset. I bet you're all a little upset that you're hearing my voice. (laughs) Henry was definitely confused. He kept asking for you and I kept having to say that you were resting because you weren't feeling well. Yeah. He he doesn't really know rest. No, he doesn't. He's a very hyper baby. He's uh, high um, energy. High energy. Uh, so, okay. That was... And then I started to... So the whole thing of like, I could go back to work. The earliest I could go back to work was Friday. Right. But in order to go back to work, I needed a negative COVID test. So I went on Wednesday to take a test. Yep. They swabbed me. And I said to Dory, I was like, I don't, I, I don't have it anymore. It's going to be negative. Um, and I was like, people still test positive for like weeks after they have it. Like yeah. I was skeptical that he was going to test negative. Yeah. Because um, he also still had symptoms. By the way, it's funny because when I, I was like, I have COVID. And then I was like, I no longer have COVID. Like I, I could tell for some reason I knew That's funny. <laughs> when, I, when, when I had it and I, when I didn't have it. Um, so I took a test on Wednesday and it was negative. Yeah. Didn't get the results obviously till Thursday. Then I talked to our COVID uh, nurse slash coordinator slash safety human being slash all around uh, um, good at not spreading COVID person, Julie. (laughs) 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 I mean, if you think about it, we've had uh, on our show total, we've had three positives. Yeah. And never has a positive been transmitted at work. That's amazing. So 
Uh, I talked to her. I told her about the shortness of breath still continuing, which it even is today. And she said, you know what? You know, I don't, he's like, don't, she's like, don't rush back. You're going to take another week, another seven days. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I said to her, I was like, maybe you don't understand, but I'm kind of a workaholic and, uh, I've been alone in a room for 10 days. <laughs> she's like, yeah, but <laughs> you don't want to rush and then you know exactly which is what i kept saying like the first step forward 12 steps back. right the first couple of days when you were like i feel bad i'm not helping you blah, blah blah and i was like you need to rest yes and thank god that she let me otherwise i don't know i don't know where i'd be right now um but yeah so that was friday thursday friday today is sunday uh, I've had bad sleep the last couple of nights. Yeah. A little bit of, uh, the problem is when I lay down, then my sinuses fill up. Mm. So when I can't breathe out of my nose. And this is even with mucinix. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the, I feel it. I feel the sinus, the constant sinus pressure. Yeah. Like it need, I like, I need to like, I would like to like have it drained by someone. Um, if you know anybody who will do that, maybe Jiffy Lube or something. Hmm. Um, There's one down the street. It's true. You can wait in your car. I can, maybe I can get my sinuses drained <laughs> in my car. Um, yeah, so the last couple of nights I've been sleeping terribly. Because uh, if I can't breathe through my nose, I my airway will like not work correctly because of sleep apnea, probably. Um, and it just it makes for a miserable time so i've been getting up early you know three o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning and going out to the living room to try to like because it's easier to sleep on the couch i mean even though we have a bed that we can just put the back up Mm -hmm. i still don't i don't want to bother my my wife who's now finally back in her bed you can put you can put the bed up that's the reason we got the adjustable bed uh no it isn't we got it because it'd be cool by the way i i I, that chair Mm -hmm. so glad that we kept that chair Mm -hmm. it could have been thrown out 14 times from former advertiser burrow yes from former (laughs) advertiser burrow that chair although i did think about moving the eames chair my office eames mm -hmm. into there And then I decided that I would not, I would, I don't, I was like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> if I had to carry the chair right, in, yeah. I'd be like, I can't, I'm not going to make that happen. Well, we should have at least moved the ottoman. That ottoman is the best thing the, under here, by the way. Sometimes I put it up here. Mm. I have the ottoman at my desk for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, sat in that chair. I watched a fuck ton of bargain hunt. Um, it's if anyone wants to stream it. Amazon Prime through IMDb TV. Sure. <laughs> you got to watch some commercials, but sometimes you can trick Prime, the app, into not knowing that you should be seeing commercials. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, you just watch it on a TV. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. I I haven't quite figured out how I get it to happen, but I get it to happen. And then I'm like, all right, I'm locked in. I'm just going to sit here and watch British people buy antiques. Sweet. Endlessly. Yeah. That's all Dory heard out of the office. It's I think. True. She's heard either heard that or golf. Or golf. 
Yeah. I was playing. He moved the PlayStation into the bedroom. Yes, and I was I was playing PGA Tour 2K21. I treated myself to a few things while I had the COVID. I, I purchased season one and two of What We Do in the Shadows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, I purchased the golf game. Mm-hmm. It's why amazing. Did, Digitally, I can download Why things. did you buy What We Do in the Shadows when we were just streaming it on Hulu? We were streaming it on Hulu in the living room. There's Hulu in the bedroom. I know, but I didn't know where the if the password was in there. It is. And then I was just like, I'll just buy it. I'm going to support the show that I like very much. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'm going to give Taika Watiti a little more money and Jermaine. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a craft, you know, making yeah. a show that, that that is that funny, and I, I'm happy to uh, support it. Um, you know, I love getting my occasional WGA checks from the weird people that are buying the Goldbergs digitally. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll get like three, four dollars. I'll be like, whoa, thanks, whoever. <laughs> thanks to 80,000 people that had to buy it <laughs> for me to get three dollars. Um, yeah, so... <sighs> There, I just mm. ran out of breath. <laughs> oh. That's that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, I just again, I will I will say just a marvel of uh of 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 matriarchy and your in your in your care of Henry and uh running the household while I was literally useless. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. I just want you to know that I see you. Thank you. And I appreciate everything you have done. Thank you. I.e. read about it, knew what I should be taking, knew what I might expect, because I had no idea. I mean, as I am wont to do, I had done a lot of research, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, read a lot of discussions on various message boards, Facebook, And was this like Twitter. Bo- even b- before I had it? Or was this Oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I've been, I've been accumulating this knowledge for months. Yeah. In the, you know in anticipation of possibly having to put it to use. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's why we had the big bottle of Tylenol. That's why we had the pulse oximeter that we now can't find. Well, Henry, it's one of Henry's favorite toys. We, that's why we had Mucinix. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we had all that stuff and, and I'd been reading about different people's experiences with the symptoms and kind of knew when we were like in the real danger zone and, like that that to me was the scariest thing about covid is like you just i read i'd read about all these people who like it seemed mild and then like day 9 they get like rushed to the hospital what yeah so am i out of the woods yet yeah you i mean you should be cuz i tested negative right and and your symptoms have improved yes um but no, I mean, between days like five and ten, I was I was very on edge about it. Um, I didn't want to worry you too much. Sam Lerner was the first person to send something. I just want to say. Oh. Jeff Schwartz on the Goldbergs. He sent me those uh, oh, from Erewhon shots <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah, like yeah. every elderberry, whatever, all these yeah, like crazy and... vitamins. The, I, that, no sense of taste, but I could taste that those were bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Um, so that really just that jump started it, and then Dory came in with like uh, all this, all these uh, things. And my buddy Andy Mendelson sent out uh, all those things in a in the single packs. Yeah, I had the same vitamins and supplements, but 
his friend Andy sent him like it very conveniently packaged. And he overnighted it too. Yeah, which was very I sweet. I was like, wow, okay, great. Um, um, so a lot of people were, uh, you know, it felt, it felt, I feel like, I feel like I should be writing like hand, hand write some thank you notes to people. You could. Because I'm very appreciative of everyone that tried to remotely help out uh, with Dory while I was, uh, watching television a few, a few people were like like what do you need well, how can i help and i was like can you send mary poppins and then our friend steve sent me mary poppins from itunes you know what the movie i'll take it and i was like that's very funny and very sweet <laughs> <laughs> he's like i know you can watch it on disney plus but uh the original or the, the original oh nice yeah yeah. i thought you might have gotten the lin-manuel miranda one no he sent me the, the julie andrews um but yeah that's the covid that's the covid update yeah I, and you know i think we we haven't said this definitively but but henry and i have not got we did not get it Oh, we haven't said the definitive. Dory uh, and Henry have both been tested. Henry was tested uh, in the middle, and Dory was tested twice. I t- we both Henry and I tested on Matt's like day four ish of symptoms when like it, there was still a possibility where we could have gotten it for sure. We were not like out of the danger zone at all. Yeah. Um. But then I retested this past Thursday, so like three days ago. In the first two days, I was wearing a mask, like in the house, even. When you were quarantined. Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, you yeah. mean in the bedroom you were wearing yeah. a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you didn't want to like crawl up an air vent or something. Yeah. And you know, I had forgotten that but you you reminded me of this last night that I went crazy during the wildfires and I bought air purifiers for every room in the house. Yes, we have air purifiers <laughs> that Henry loves to turn on in full blast. Yes. <laughs> so um, so we had all these air purifiers going, which like I hadn't even really thought about that, but that was like, I mean, maybe that made a difference too. I think for sure it had to. Like, we slept in the same room for at least, like, I must have been contagious. For at least three nights. Three or four nights. Yeah. Um, But that air filter was running the whole time. Yeah. And then um, the big one in the living room. Yeah, was also running the whole time. So, like, when I sat down on Tuesday night, and it's you, Holly, Henry, yep. and me, mm-hmm. that giant air filter was going. Yeah. Again. Which, uh, you know. So we're conveniently prepared. Yeah. Thanks sometimes, to other natural disasters. Sometimes my paranoia pays off. <laughs> That's right. We have plenty of toilet paper. Um, all right. Well, let's take a little break. Okay. BRB. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? 
maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oops. Whoops. Here we go. Actual break. All right. We're back, Dory. You have some emails that we've gotten from some listeners. I do. Um, we did get, we got some COVID tips. I love COVID tips and we'll share them with the audience. Yeah. So this is from Michelle, Matt and Dory, specifically Matt. I just wanted to write in to offer some advice. I saw on Dory's Instagram that Matt has tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 and you all are currently following the Merrick protocol. All great things, but I would also add a baby aspirin daily. Dory brought that over to me. Melatonin at night. Dory brought that over to me. And laying in the prone position as long and as often as possible. That's how I naturally sleep anyway. Twice a day for an hour each time is a good starting point, but honestly, the longer the better. You can put pillows under your chest, hips, etc. if it helps you be more comfortable. I'm naturally only comfortable in the prone position. <laughs> I am an RN working directly with COVID positive patients in a step down department and doing these things early on really helps minimize length and severity of the illness. Best of luck to you guys. Yeah. I think we're fortunate that I, uh, sleep prone anyway. I sleep on my stomach anyway. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But Michelle. also, yeah, the melatonin and the baby aspirin all, 
all found their way to the nightstand. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's. Sorry, I didn't. Um, I didn't have a chance to prepare this. That's okay. But you, you do. You do. You do enough. All right. This is from Anonymous. When my husband, one-year-old, and myself all had COVID at the same time. Oh, my God. And both had to telework through it because we drained our annual leave on parental leave. We also had to do it while taking care of our daughter and while sick as dogs. And we lived in an apartment building, so couldn't accept help in the form of porch drop-off food, etc. It was three weeks from hell, but we did it. You all are in the thick of it and killing it, too, thinking of you all and sending love. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't imagine, honestly, all of us getting it at the same time. I mean, I was really worried about that for a while. Yeah, I mean. Obviously. That would have been very hard. That would have been, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, apparently possible because it's been done. Yeah, of course. But I don't even know. I don't know. I did, you know, I did hear from a lot of people whose partners had gotten it and they had not gotten it. So that gave me some hope. Yeah. That I wasn't going to get it. Um, you know, what's also interesting. I was thinking about, I've been taking vitamin D supplements like for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I increased the dosage once you tested positive. But they do say that vitamin D is a, is a preventative for COVID. Like okay. there have been studies on this. So I'm just I'm just trying to like piece together why I didn't get it. You know? Well, I think there are a few reasons, and I think that's one of them. And I think, you know, we did take the, uh, you know, after the first the first night when I got home, and I did, we did, we did bedtime. Yeah. That first night. That's when Henry puked. No. The second. No, you weren't. Monday night, you did not make it home in time for bedtime. No, no, but the... Oh, the, the first the, night after you tested Wednesday, positive, I yes, you bedtime. did do bedtime. I wore a mask, with a mask and did bedtime. Yeah. But I probably shouldn't have done that. Probably. But from that point forward, I was like, we should... We should really be... Yeah, because Dory was, you know, classic doomsayer Dory. I already have it. doesn't matter. I'm like, eh, I don't think you do. I'm gonna... Let's just not chance anything. And I... Essentially, from that point forward, I committed to the lockdown. Yeah. Thank God that we didn't. I'm glad it just, I'm just glad it didn't spread. I am too. And I'm also glad it didn't get really, like, it got bad, but it didn't get really bad. No, yeah, it didn't. Thank God. You know? Knock on wood. Yeah. I keep, people, I feel like people keep asking about it. And I keep saying, what I keep saying is like, Ultimately, Matt had a mild case, but a mild case of coronavirus can still totally knock you on your ass. Yes, which it did. Yeah. Which it did. <sighs> and because it's like, it can obviously kill people. When we say a mild case of coronavirus, it's not like, I know some people say, oh, it's just like I had a bad cold, but like, you you were really sick. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, I, could, I could, let me say that it's, well... I don't think it was like a bad cold because no, of the respiratory, wasn't. what it does to the respiratory system. And the fatigue. It does not, well, that's all, I think that's all by virtue of the, what it does to the respiratory system mm. or it makes the breathing just labored. Yeah. So I don't think, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't, even the bad flu, you don't feel like that on a flu. Right, 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 right. I would say in a flu, it's more, 
you know, there's more like nausea and all, you know, this other, like, I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine eating if I had a bad flu like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And totally. I also couldn't imagine um, not really being able to breathe. Right, right. Yeah. So I would say it's different. All right, this is from Katie. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I'm sure like many listeners, I was pleasantly surprised to see a new episode this week with Matt's positive COVID test and everything you're juggling professionally at the moment, Dory. Hope Matt is still doing okay and everyone is healthy, but I especially wanted to send a big thank you to Dory. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're here. You did an incredible job holding down the episode on your own and keeping all of us eggheads sane with the normalcy of hearing your voices Monday morning. We all would have understood 100% if you had taken the week off to focus on things at home and with your books. So thank you. Thank you for everything you do each week to share your world with us and continuing to do so. In 2,100 square feet in Vermont, hmm. with a husband and 25 pound lump of a pug, so far zero hot dogs in 2021, but 10 in 2020. Nice. P.S. My Instagram has been blowing up with junior GBBO updates. Any ideas if we can watch that in the States? And if so, how? I'll watch anything GBBO related. Uh, I don't know. I've not sought it out. I mean, they did. They do Celebrity Bake Off. They do uh, Junior Bake Off. I was not impressed with Celebrity Bake Off. We didn't see a Celebrity Bake Off. Yes, we did. No, we saw a Holiday Bake Off. With celebrities. Yes, different. I see very different i just feel like it's not that fun to watch people who don't really know how to bake i agree this is the problem with nailed it yeah yeah i don't it's like why watch a show where people are going to be bad at what they're doing i love nicole Byer, but of course i don't find that show to be not nicole's fault no not nicole's fault at all um all right thank you just the conceit it'd be like putting me on like a master luthery guitar building competition i'd be like uh right (laughs) here's a here's a almost fender stratocaster and then someone <laughs> builds like a beautiful arch top with flame maple and i'm like oh whatever okay i mean i guess that's a good that's a good um comparison all right this is a long question from an anonymous listener okay and it is um ivf related so we're shifting gears a little bit Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo, longtime listener, first-time emailer. Matt, so sorry to hear you have COVID. We have two family members that have gotten it, both mild to flu-like and both recovered. Hoping for your speedy recovery. And Dory, just listened to your Lone Wolf hosting this week. Mm-hmm. Great job. It was really nice hearing you fly solo. Quick background. My husband and I have experienced multiple miscarriages, and after the last one, we decided to look into IVF. All during the miscarriages and multiple tests, both with OBGYNs and REs prior to the retrievals, we never had a reason for the losses. We went forward and did two retrievals, both with great results. We were happy, of course, but there's always an edge of frustration when two perfectly healthy 30-somethings continually lose pregnancies with no explanation. We were about to do the first transfer of March. We were about to do the first transfer of March 2020. Needless to say, everything shut down due to COVID, and three days before our transfer, they canceled it. Fast forward to today, we successfully did our first transfer, and I am pregnant. Yay. We couldn't be happier. Here's the question that is currently laying on the stress. We did PGS testing on all the embryos, and luckily we have several normal embryos. Now pregnant with a normal embryo, I just recently had the NIPT test and the nuchal translucency ultrasound. The NIPT came back as negative, meaning the baby doesn't have any of the conditions it tests for, so I thought that's great. At nuchal translucency, 
ultrasound. The doctor said the baby looks normal, can't remember the exact words, but the baby appears normal. The thing that is bugging me is that there is still a 1% chance or something like that these tests can miss that the baby has something like Down syndrome, etc. I've asked both my OBGYN and the OBGYN that does our ultrasounds, should I do an amnio? They basically said it's up to me. I feel split on it. I would love to know 100% that the baby is fine, but I also don't want to risk getting a test that could result in a miscarriage. My OBGYN said to ask the perinatologist, who does the ultrasounds, to look at my pregnancy and see if they could determine if it's a hard or easy amnio. I haven't asked the perinatologist yet. Dory, I tried to look back on previous episodes to see what your results were on your panorama test and how you decided not to do amnio, unless you did amnio and I missed it. I have two tests and one ultrasound showing a normal baby, but still I'm feeling stressed about whether I should get that last percent check to be sure. Has anyone else had a normal embryo turn out differently? Has anyone gotten amnio with a history of miscarriage? How does anyone decide this? Any advice or thoughts would be appreciated. I have a couple more weeks to decide. My husband doesn't want to do it, but I just don't know. Thanks for everything. Love the pod. It has given me so many great resources and great advice over the years of dealing with a situation that has been out of our hands. Thanks so much. BTW, we got totally hooked on the Great British Bake Off. Thanks to your recommendations. Loved it. And my husband cannot believe Matt hasn't watched Toast of London yet. Oh, my God. Tiniest apartment, one husband, baby on the way. No hot dogs for me, but I miss them. Take care, Anonymous. Uh, well, your husband was a fortunate person for having seen Toast of London. <laughs> finished it last night because i didn't have the netflix password while i was quarantining <laughs> even though it was saved on my ipad and i could have given it to him at any time i could have gotten it out of my office too and yep. i didn't uh yeah anyway um ugh, anonymous this is really tough i totally understand wanting the 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 certainty and to not have that one percent kind of lingering i personally felt like I felt secure in the panorama test, which was normal. You know, we knew it was a PGS normal embryo. Everything looked good at the 20-week ultrasound. The nuchal translucency was good. Like, I, I just, I personally was like, okay, I feel, I feel confident about this. I'm not, there were no, no signs that anything was remotely amiss. And so I felt like I don't need to do the amnio. Um, so I wasn't in your position where it was it was like eating at me in the way that it sounds like it is eating at you. Now, all of that said, I do know two people who only found out after they gave birth that their babies had issues. Um, I don't know if they were things that would have been picked up on amnios, but at least one of them was an IVF baby who had tested who had been pgs tested so yes there is always a chance like i don't want to deny that but i also think the chance is very 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 slim so um yeah i mean 99 percent pretty pretty good odds yeah i mean we've heard from People who have been worried about amnios and like... I guess my question to you is if you get the test and it says there was X wrong with the with the uh, fetus at this point, you know, what will you do? Yeah. Also a good question. Are you, you know, would you abort? Would you 
that's you know because if you if the answer is no obviously i wouldn't abort the fetus then there's no reason for you to get the test right um and also 99 percent pretty good i mean i personally would not do it but i'm not you so also not you and agree with your husband not only on this but also on toast (laughs) (laughs) all right well Maybe some listeners have some thoughts about this, and uh, let's take another short break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, everyone. We're back discussing a pot pie I put in the oven. (laughs) That was sent to us by um, a friend. Yes, and it is... I was looking at it today and I was like, this is going to go bad. I better eat it. Yeah. Good call. All right. This is from Hillary. Dorian Matt. Hello from New Brunswick, East Coast, best coast of Canada, not New Jersey. (laughs) I have been listening to every podcast from the beginning, currently in and around September 2017. I didn't think I'd write in and I'm not even sure if you're still reading emails like this, but I figured I'd use it as a therapy and send it anyway. Our story. My partner and I had never really been trying to get pregnant, but we also never used protection. We had never had a single scare. So at the time, I figured it wasn't going to happen, and I had no interest in investigating why. I was okay with it. Then around November slash December 2017, I realized my period, which has always been like clockwork, was late. We were pregnant. I was absolutely convinced my body was matching my sister's. We were pretty close, and she was also pregnant from a round of IVF with ICSI, like when periods start to match up. We were scared, but as the days went, the excitement for becoming parents grew and grew. In early January, I had an ultrasound scheduled so they could figure out my date, since I wasn't 100% sure. A few days before, I started to get pretty severe pains, with the day before being debilitating to the point I was on the ground. We went to the scheduled ultrasound the next day. The doctor asked, how far along do you think you are? I said, nine to 10 weeks. And her response was, yeah, I don't see that. Then sent me to the ER with no further answers until the OBGYN came to see me. It was an ectopic pregnancy. I went in for an emergency laparoscopy surgery to have it removed and woke up the next morning to find out they tried that and it was really bad in there, according to the OBGYN. I ended up having, I'm having to be completely opened up. They removed an ovary, fallopian tube, and a piece of my uterus. Even though before I was indifferent about being a parent, when I was pregnant and thinking of everything to come, it changed me. I wanted that family with my partner. I knew we were meant to be parents and all the emotions came with it. The letdown of getting my period every month, the heartbreak and loneliness at watching friends and family seem to easily have their children, skipping baby showers, making excuses to leave a group at work, This topic of conversation was their kids, all of it. Fast forward, we'd be trying again for about a year and nothing. I had tests, another exploratory surgery, come to find out the remaining tube is blocked and the only course of action was IVF. So we are on the road to IVF, retrieval and transfer in early March, if nothing shuts down again from the pandemic. And I have such an amazing support and resource. My sister, whose daughter is a science baby, 
She is awaiting another FVT after a number of losses. We live five minutes apart, work in the same area of the city, so get together for walks all the time. And she answers all my questions. She's also a CPA and answers all my financial questions, hmm. too. How lucky can I be? I'm terrified and nervous, but excited. We can get half... What does your sister get out of this? <laughs> we can get half back the first time up to a max of $5,000. So if it works the first time, great. But even with that, we can probably only afford a fresh transfer if we are lucky to get there because now my chances of eggs are cut in half because I only have one ovary. I'm so terrified at the same time that we are going to be one of those couples that get no eggs fertilized, always a pessimist. So that when things go well, it's that much more exciting and not as big of a letdown. And then we can maybe afford one FET after that. So I have hope again, but I'm so scared for dealing with everything if this doesn't work. While this journey feels so lonely, your podcast, along with other Facebook pages, et cetera, does make you realize you really aren't alone. This doesn't necessarily help with the emotional roller coaster. That is infertility, but listening to your story and other listener stories is helping me get through all this damn waiting. Anyhow, no real questions. I go to my sister for those most of the time, but just thank you for the hours of this podcast you have provided. Thanks, Hillary. P.S. Fun fact, I'm a librarian and our provincial library system has a few copies of your book. Was thinking I'd read it during my two-week wait. I mean, it's more of a summer read, but go for it. <laughs> it's a good two-week wait book. Uh, it reads faster than that, I think. Mm. It's a page turner, you know. It is a page turner. It's a turn. beach read. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I appreciate if you if you read it at all. I think you should just not read it. Oh, she also, she wrote in that there's an addendum. <laughs> I'm kidding. She just pre-ordered it. my new book on Audible. Oh, Dory, when do you record that? When do you think you record that? But comes out end of June. I'm going to guess April. Mm. Interesting. I've always, friends of mine who have recorded their own audiobooks, I've always been surprised at how close to pub date they record it. Um, will you go somewhere to do it? I don't know. I don't know what the COVID, like, I don't know what the COVID protocols are right but, now. But, like, I feel like you could just use this microphone. I, I guarantee you this is what they're using. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know what how they want to do it so i guess we'll find out it's exciting it is exciting maybe it'll be like a clem fandango in the booth yes i can hear you clem fandango <laughs> dory can you hear me <laughs> all right toast guys toast um okay we are going to move on from the dot org ivf um portion of the podcast but we have another quick dip. We quick. We have another. Well, we have another. We have another, we have another baby question. Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. I love hearing what an enthusiastic reader Henry is already. My question is, how do you do it? I know babies are born with preferences, but how early did you start reading to him? Is reading something he sees one or both of you doing regularly? I'm currently 22 weeks pregnant with my miracle. No, really, one miscarriage, two years of infertility, stage four cancer with an IVF cycle before. 19 embryos and pregnant with this little surprise five months after finishing chemo. No worries. I'm a little annoyed by my story too. <laughs> and hoping desperately to make a little bookworm of my own. Lastly, have you guys heard of Dolly Parton's imagination library? You can sign your child up to receive a book every month until age five. However, it's not available in all areas. Dolly is a living saint. Thanks, Julia. Husband and one big brindle mutt and one small brindle mutt, 1,400 square feet in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I think zero hot dogs between chemo and baby brain. My memory is hot garbage, so maybe not. Um, yes, Dolly Parton is a uh, living saint. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have been reading to Henry since he was born, Yeah, essentially. 
like really early we started reading um and we did bedtime together starting at four weeks i think we started yeah. doing bedtime which has, which included reading books and has not changed since. yeah um but that you know it was at that point it, i could read paper books yeah because he wouldn't take them and try to tear them apart that's true um but now it's board books uh does he see, he doesn't see us reading because we have to usually just be like can't take your eyes off of him right and also i read on i usually read on a kindle but they do say you're supposed to be like you're supposed to read around them to like show them but I, we just haven't really yeah. done that i mean we have but we do have dedicated have, reading time and we have tons of books yes um I guess my biggest piece of advice is to just keep doing it. Like there will be times when it seems like he's not paying attention or just like not into it. Obviously when he's uh, or she or they are brand new infant, they're just going to be like, yeah, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, But I think just establishing that routine is really important. Um, I would say Henry started like showing preferences for books. I don't know, maybe around like eight months or so. Yeah. And now it's silly. Now he dictates what order we read them in when we're done with them, when he's lost interest in it. He has like very specific books that he likes. Yes. Right now we're in a corduroy, uh, a book about the solar system, the name I, I don't remember. Eight Little Planets. Eight Little Planets. Uh, Very Hungry caterpillar. caterpillar. Bath, Bath, Bath. Bath, Bath, Bath. And Oink, Oink, Moo. And Oink, Oink, Moo. That is Henry's current reading list. <laughs> yeah, his his bedtime reading list. His current nightly reading list. Yeah, I was reading to him um, in the playroom this morning because that was like what he wanted to do. Before he took a header before into he, a menorah. Yeah, before he fell. Yeah, that was bad, but he's fine. Um. Oh, another p- a good piece of reading advice that I once got was if you're reading to them and they just like get up, this is when they're a little older, when they, by older, I mean when they can walk and they start like walking around the room or they just like, don't stop reading. It does, it does, it's not a thing where like they have to be paying, giving you their undivided attention. They are still paying attention when they like leave your lap or whatever. I stop reading. You should keep reading. Because a lot of times what they'll do is like, they'll kind of like wander off and then they'll come back. Yeah. So. But he wanders off and he comes back and then I start reading again. Yeah. But I think I was, I was told by someone who actually knows the stuff that you were supposed to keep reading. Whatever. Oh, and the other thing is don't get too hung up on like, I must read every page or I must read every page in order. Like there will be a point when they start grabbing the pages and like flipping the pages before you're done reading the page. They might want to go back a page. Just go with it. Yeah. Like you're supposed to just like kind of take their lead. Child led reading. Yeah, exactly. But that, I mean, I think that encourages them. That encourages like a love of reading. Um, All right. I hope that was helpful. All right. We have a, we have an update from Sam from Kansas. All right. 
Greetings, Dory and Henry and a quarantined Matt. I hope this email finds you. Sam from Kansas here. Not much to share or update the gang on, feeling the same feelings of nothing new. I ended up spending Thanksgiving alone hiking and camping in central Colorado. That's an update. Yeah. I tested positive for COVID on (gasps) December 6th. Whoa. I'm sure I did not pick it up in my travels because I already returned to my routine before coming down with symptoms. I checked every symptoms checkbox except for a fever. All in all, a shitty experience. I never thought at the age of 23, I would get winded from getting up for a glass of water. Right? That's crazy. That's crazy. Interestingly, I found myself figuratively surrounded with support. Plenty of friends and colleagues offered assistance with contactless delivery of groceries and other supplies while I endured a 15-day quarantine in isolation. Matt, wishing you well in isolation while you nurse yourself back to health. If you're looking for literally anything to do, May I suggest puzzles? This was a good activity for me because the more pieces, the more time to spend. I became so sick of television and screens that puzzles became a helpful way to pass the time. After being cleared of COVID, I was eager to escape my apartment. I weighed my options, considered my fresh immunity, and decided to take the Amtrak home for the holidays. This felt safer than passing through an airport. Not Other than that, not much to share in my life. The end of January marks me living independently in a new city for six months. If we weren't in a pandemic, I think I would be much more upset about wasting my early to mid-20s <laughs> here. Also, Henry obsessed with corduroy, rightfully so, the texture. I was also a corduroy kid, and I'm glad to see it's making a comeback. Also, Matt, glad to hear you are a fan of your solo stove. I gifted two in 2020. They make great. Sorry I live far away, and there's a pandemic going on. Here's a wedding gift gift. Cheering y'all on in 2021, and Matt, a quick recovery. Thank you, Sam. Um. Yeah, I think if I, I don't know. I don't know. I, the idea of like going somewhere, it's like, it's it's appealing to me. Yeah. But it's also like, I don't want to rush back into anything. No. And I don't want you to rush back into anything because I feel like we're still kind of in this precarious mode where you could have a, not like a relapse, but like. So are you of the school of thought that I shouldn't try to force my way into work on Tuesday? I am of that school of uh, thought. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. I think you should. I don't know if work agrees. I think you should rest. So. Hmm. All right, everyone. Um, Listen, this was a delight. We do have some Patreon names to read. Sorry that she wasn't lone wolfing it today. (laughs) I did tell people not to say. I know. I heard that (laughs) out the window. All right. Uh, we really do appreciate all you Patreon supporters, and we will be recording two bonus episodes. Oh my god! This that week has to happen. Yeah. Jesus, I got to record so many Star Treks as well. Yeah. <sighs> um, Look, I love doing the podcast, but just the thought of like, I have to stack them. Yeah. Oh, well, god. especially your Star Treks are so long. Yeah. Um, for five dollars a month, you get. A bonus episode and your name read on the podcast each month for ten dollars you get two bonus episodes so thank you to the following people yes, thank you paul sharp paula thank you penny from massachusetts robert olson robin kilgo sabrina stern sadie massa sarah dauberman sarah prager sarah friedman sarah swift sherry olson sjv steve harcourt tanya kerchemin the Holterman Clan. The Campbells. tracy jury whitney hoffman wolf fox amanda schramm anon Anonymous and Anonymous in Brooklyn. Ainsley. Bradley Johnson. Cheryl Quick. Christina. Claire Dealey. Claire Plowchow. Crescent Martin. Daniel Lujaforo. Sorry, Danielle Lujaforo. Deanna McLean. Eliza. Aaron Soares. Gita Drury. Jane Ennis. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Jesse Carroll. Janon H. 
Joanna Reinwald. Caitlin Donahoe. Kaylee Hendrickson. Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Katie Lucy. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Christine Kelly. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Lauren Schultz. Lisa Bove. Liz Simmons. Lynn Nugent. Madeline McCarthy. And Mara Foss. Thank you all so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Stay socially distant. Don't get COVID. It's no fun. Wear your mask. Bye.